futures and options on futures may involve substantial risk and may not be suitable for all investors. Thank you for tuning in to Trading Futures with Laura, a show where Laura Taylor, a futures trading industry rock star and one of RJO Futures top analysts, takes your futures trading questions and answers them on air. Nervous about trading futures? Or do you just want to know more? Got questions? Email her for your chance to have your questions answered on air. Laura will put your mind at ease. So sit back, relax, and learn the ABCs of trading futures with Laura. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's Laura Taylor here, a senior market strategist at RJO Futures. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And I wanted to uh, update on Friday after the PPI report, but unfortunately, I had a prior commitment that kept me out of the office. So I'll cover some of that uh, information here today. Uh, I actually wanted to talk about the reports that come out uh, weekly and monthly with economic data that's generated by government agencies, uh, the uh, effect they have on the markets and how important they actually are that you know when they are uh, expected and uh, so you can act accordingly. Um, starting out the month, uh, we had three reports based on jobs and employment. Call them the triple crown of uh, economic economic numbers. Uh, the JOLTS report came out first. It's that means uh, stands for the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey. It's a monthly re- monthly report by the Bureau of Labor Statistics of the U.S. Department of Labor. It's counting job vacancies and separations, including the number of workers voluntarily quitting employment. So even though the number of jobs available dropped in June, uh, there are still 1.9 openings per worker available. Basically, this report told us that there are more jobs available than people seeking employment. Uh, the next report was the jobless claims and continuing claims report that comes out weekly every Thursday morning, seven o'clock, uh, excuse me, 7.30 a.m. Chicago time. Uh, continuing claims track the number of U.S. residents filing for ongoing unemployment benefits in a give, uh, given week, uh, while initial claims track new filings for benefits. Uh, claims came in a little higher, but, but within range, and the unemployment rate held steady at 3.6%. Uh, the last report completing the triple count, crown of employment information is the monthly unemployment report, which comes out the first Friday of each month. That also comes out at 7.30 uh, a.m. Chicago time. Uh, anyone on the payroll of a surveyed business during that reference week, including part-time workers and those on paid leave, as included in the count used to produce an estimate of total U.S. non-farm payrolls. Uh, farm workers are not included because of agricultural's, uh, agriculture's se- seasonal nature. Uh, the sector's real, the, the farm also relies on self-employment, unpaid family work, and undocumented workers. So the payroll da- data also does not include self-employed workers. Uh, the data includes average earnings, uh, hours worked, increases or decreases in certain sectors. Uh, why, you know, you may ask, why are these reports so important? Um, they can create uh, tremendous volatility in the financial markets, and among other data, it is used by the Federal Reserve to assess the state of the economy in setting monetary policy. Uh, so the Fed has all of this data, including the hot CPA number, CPI number we had last week. 
the friendlier PPI number, producer price index, on Thursday of last week, and the stellar retail sales report that came out on Friday, which came in up 1% in June, showing consumer sentiment is edging higher. So people are still buying things, even though they cost more. Uh, but uh, when will the uh, general population run out of funds to do so? Um, when the Fed makes its decision next week on how much to raise rates, they'll take all of this data into consideration. And economists feel, uh, from what I've heard, uh, again, the talking heads on CNBC, that raising rates 75 basis points or even 100 basis points is something that the economy can handle and what is needed to target and cool inflation. Uh, the Fed uh, voting members were interviewed last week. Uh, they talked a little bit about what they thought was going to happen, and they were looking for, uh, they were comfortable with 75, even 100 basis points. Um, if you're looking for more comments from the Fed governors or Fed presidents this week, you'll not see any interviews this week as the Fed goes quiet uh, the week before the meeting, which will take place again on July 26th with the results posted on July 27th at 1 o'clock p.m. Chicago time, followed by a news conference uh, with Jerome Powell, where he will make a general statement about uh, the decision that they made and will take questions from the press. Everybody will be listening to see what... Uh, uh, the plan is for the next meeting or how they'll, how they'll go forward. If they uh, were more aggressive this time, will they you know, ease off uh, the next meeting, I believe is in uh, late August. Um, if you're looking for more comments from the Fed governors or Fed presidents, again, you won't hear that until after the meeting uh, next, uh, next week. Okay, so you take all this information, you take everything that we talked about, uh, the CPI, the PPI, we talked about unemployment numbers. Uh, you take all of this uh, into consideration with the corporate earnings that have been coming out since the beginning of the month, and you have financial markets still jumping on, on each piece of information as it's announced. It's important to know, like I said, when each report is scheduled and what the report represents and what markets can be affected by the results. You know, I'd talk a little more about the the financial markets, uh, things like gold and silver, the currencies, the indices, the bonds and the T-notes and so forth, uh, because that's... Uh, that those are directly affected by all of these economic numbers. I mean, trickle down, yes, to the other uh, commodity markets, but uh, the agricultural products, they have their own price movements that are more motivated by weather, exports and imports, and USDA planting and supply and demand reports. If you don't know when the reports are scheduled, uh, give me a call. I've got a pocket calendar that includes all of the trading uh, hours uh, for each market. It includes every report that comes out uh, uh, and what day it comes out and what time. And you can also call and ask if we know what the expectations are on a report before it, it comes out so you can you know, it, once you have the results, you can see if it was higher or lower, if it was in range. So call me again for that pocket calendar. It's free. And I'm, you know, I have plenty here. I'll be more than happy to share them with you. And if you want to talk about your positions that you may have on or looking to do and how the upcoming uh, uh, news may affect it, I'll, I can walk you through some strategies. Uh, in the meantime, uh, best wishes and good trading. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Trading Futures with Laura. 
If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Trading Futures with Laura, and we'll catch you in the next episode.